This is an ABC podcast. Last year, ABC Gives raised an amazing $1.5 million for Australians in need. This year, we're teaming up again with our charity partners to raise that amount and more to help people in your local community struggling to cope with rising living costs. There's big need out there and Australians have big hearts and generous spirits. So join with us and help brighten your community. ABC Gives. Head to abc.net.au slash gives to donate today. ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off The Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. Hello and welcome to Fresh Off The Field, the sporting pulse of the Pacific. I'm your host, Bobby McCumber. And I'm keeping a close eye on Team Kiribati at the Pacific Games, who picked up three gold medals yesterday. We are officially in the top ten of the Pacific Games. Now, each week I'm joined by two expert co-hosts from across the Pacific, sharing the latest local sports news on the ground and in the islands. However, my first co-host is sitting right next to me. He is one of the founding editors from the Island Sun newspaper in the Solomon Islands. And as I mentioned, joining me in the studio in Adelaide, it's Priestley Habru. Hello, Priestley. Hello, Bobby, and thanks for having me again this uh, time around. Good to have you back. And my second co-host is a reporter for the ABC based in Tonga. It's Marian Kupul. Malo elele, Marian. Malo elele, Bobby. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. This is the second week that we have had a co-host from Tonga. So Tonga are representing. I love it. Um, Priestley, as a Solomon Islander, how does it feel seeing footage of the Pacific Games in your homeland? Oh, well, it's uh, so wonderful watching it uh outside of Solomons and then just you know zooming in into what is happening around uh, my country where you know where I was before I came over to Adelaide so it was an awesome experience and I wish I was there as well but uh, then I think I'm proud that these games are finally happening despite you know challenges and you know rumors around how Solomons will host these games but uh, at, you know right at the start of the games it was you know, so wonderful to see how the people in the in the country reacted to you know being being the host of the games and then looking forward to welcome all the uh, uh, participating countries in the game. So it was really a wonderful experience to mm. see how they are doing and you know how the people are reacting and how they are supporting uh, all Pacific Island uh, countries representing their own country in the Solomon Islands right now. It's certainly looking very good on all the footage that we're seeing coming out of the Solomons uh, and I can't wait to get there next week. I'm glad that you're here now though because 12 of the 15 co-hosts on uh, Fresh Off the Field are currently reporting on the ground at the Pacific Games in Honiara. So I'm glad I had at least a couple of you available to do the show with me. Marion, it's great to have you on the show for the first time. How much are the Tongan people getting behind their athletes competing in the Pacific Games? Well, the whole of the Tongan people have, have already been behind our teams there in the Solomon Islands um, in all different sports. Uh, we're talking tennis, golf, but particularly they're looking forward to our Dala girls, our Tongan netball team, um, which is coming up next week. But then as of now, everything start, started pumping up when um, towards our women's league team. So that was great news. And then the vibe is right here in Tonga. Um, as you all know, Bobby, um, Tonga people are a sport fan, fanatic team um, of, of supporters. So, yes, uh, everything here, we're all following um, everything that's on social media regarding the games. And 
Yes, we're so excited about this. Oh, we've had a big Tongan flavour over the last few episodes on Fresh Off the Field. I spoke to the captain of Tonga Tala, Hulita Veve. She's expecting gold. We spoke to the chef de mission of Tonga last week. She's expecting gold in netball as well. And now you're saying it. I mean, I can't wait to see the netball next week. Now, as we've said, it is finally underway. On behalf of all Solomon Islanders, Welcome to the 2023 Pacific Games and to our home. I stand before you with immense pride and joy as we welcome together to celebrate the opening of the 17th Pacific Games. In the spirit of true sportsmanship, recognizing the rules that govern them and desirous of participating in them for the honor of our countries, and the glory of sport. Oh, it's exciting. The Pacific Games are among us, finally, after talking about it for months. My co-host Priestley and Marion will keep you up to date on sports in both the Solomons and Tonga. We'll find out why a former PNG rugby player keeps coming back to the sport. And there have been some upsets in the Rugby Nines in Honiara. Plus, loads more coming up, so stick around. ABC Radio Australia. You're listening to... Off the field. Uniting the Pacific through the universal language of sports. Each week, my co hosts and I will report on sports from across the Pacific, analysing and detailing all of the best bits in sport. But before we get to that, let's have some fun. Coconut Wireless. Ah, the Coconut Wireless is where we discuss sports gossip in your country. Did any of your athletes get left behind from the Pacific Games? Will there be any surprise gold medalists who no one anticipated? It is not fact. It can't be backed up. But these are just rumours happening around sport in your country. Priestley, from the Solomon Islands, we're going to start with you. What are some of the rumours that you have heard on the Coconut Wireless? So, thanks, Bobby. So, there's lots of rumours going on uh, at the moment, uh as the Pacific Games is unfolding in Honiara Solomon Islands. So one of those is that the the focus now is on the Pacific Games, so much so that uh, the National Referral Hospital in the Solomon Islands is actually running out of uh, medicines and even manpower as well. So uh, we expect uh, some activities going on in there, in, in that uh, there will be probably more shortage of medicine, more shortage of, uh, you know, people will be... Um, trying to go, you know, to go to visit the hospital, but then it wouldn't have, uh, you know, materials or even medicines available in the hospital. So that is a rumor that is going on around in the country as more focus is on the games and not so much, uh, you know, on the health side of the, uh, the country. Yeah. Okay. So medication. I'm do, I'm leaving for Honiara on Saturday, so I got to pack band aids, bandages, <laughs> and some Panadol. Okay. Good to know. What else have you heard? Yeah, so another uh, rumours that is going on at the moment is that uh, um, there are vendors who have been allocated, um, you know, spaces uh, just close to the main stadium to sell their products, not only food, but also art and crafts and things like that. But the rumour going on is that not so many people are actually visiting the um, uh, the stalls or the vendors. Uh, it's because, I guess, these vendors also paid fees to have their stalls or, you know, sell their products at this venue, which is uh, called the Fopa Village. It was the venue that was, uh, 
the main venue for the Festival of Pacific Arts that was held in the, in the country in 2012. And it is owned by the Solomon National University. And it's closer to many of the uh, sporting facilities that is being, you know, where the Pacific Games are being hosted. However, uh, most, most of these vendors have, have been complaining that not so many people are visiting and paying their products, despite they paying a hefty fees uh, to the National University to have their stalls, you know, erected at the area. So the rumors going on is that probably to attract people to come, uh, you know, uh, to come to the vendors and come to buy uh, art and crafts and food and things like that, there might be, uh, you know, something that they will be organized to attract crowds and that will be, you know, probably bands, you know, entertainments and things like that. Although there's another uh, festival or what they call the Yumina um, Festival, which is a band festival going on in other venues in Honiara. It's not so close to the, you know, to the main facilities mm. of the game. So that is in itself, uh, people are complaining that in past Pacific Games, there would always be, you know, band entertainments going on around the nearby facilities, which is not happening in Honiara. And that is now dominating the socials at the moment. Yeah, so we might see some movements, you know, maybe entertainments and things like that going around near the main stadiums and near the sporting facilities. Yeah, hopefully people do get behind it. And, you know, we are in the first week of the Pacific Games. I think the second week's going to be a lot busier, whether they get more music. But, you know, people are going to be leaving and people with gold medals. The gold medal is a good piece of memorabilia just quietly but other people that are visiting if you are visiting and you want a piece of the solomon islands to remember go and visit these vendors and support local like you said they paid a bit of money to be there so hopefully those prime positions will start to pick up over the next couple of weeks and i think it will i'll let you know how it is when i get over yes there. absolutely so let us uh, update us on what's happening there when you're in honey next week absolutely maybe i'll bring you a gift back i'll buy something for one of the vendors <laughs> uh thanks for that Priestley. marion what have you heard on the coconut wireless well, this is more like a fun fact for everyone. Mm, yes. Um, you know how uh, Tonga's women league team was um, against the Cook Island for the gold, right? Yes. Tonga's coach for the women's league team is half Tongan and half Cook Island. Oh. There you go. <laughs> it was rigged. <laughs> oh. That's fun fact for you. Fun fact for you. <laughs> oh, so uh, played with the Tongan hearts, got into the final and then gone back to the Cook uh, Islands, you think? That's a fun bit of uh, information there. <laughs> yes. So I just found out that too. Um, Monica Henry, who's originally from New Zealand and has been coaching for the girls. And, uh, you know, I have to give it up to her to where we are now uh, with our Tongan uh, league team. Um, they've done, I know they've done a lot of work on this. Um, a lot of people don't know more about uh, our coach, but, you know, thumbs up to her. She has done a great, marvelous job to get us to where we are. Our Tongan Cook Island coach. There you go. Ah, well, there you go. And she has done an incredible job. The first yes. time the Tongas had a rugby league team participating mm-hmm. uh, to go through undefeated up until the final. Uh, and yeah, no doubt done pr- um, Tonga yes. very proud. Wonderful yes. and, and wonderful little bit of gossip there as well. Thank you, Priestley. Thank you, Marion. That was... Coconut Wireless. All right, it's time to find out what's happening in sport across our islands. Priestley, your homeland is hosting the Pacific Games. What are some of your highlights from the first week? So the highlights from the first week was uh, 
Um, the first ever gold medal that is uh, being won at this uh, edition of the Pacific Games came from the Solomon Islands uh, flag bearer. Uh, we refer to her as the Iron Lady by the name of uh, Jenlyn Winnie. And at 40 years old, this could probably be her last uh, participation in, in competition in the Oceania or even as far as the Commonwealth Games and, and, and the Olympic Games. She actually won a bronze medal in the Gold Coast uh, Olympic Games, uh, sorry, Commonwealth Games uh, in about 2018, was it? Yeah, and she held that record and, and as the first Solomon Island to have ever won a medal in the Commonwealth Games. So, yeah, she, won, she actually won uh, three gold medals on the first day of the competition on Monday after the opening ceremony where she was the flag bearer for Solomon Islands. And, yeah, she won a gold medal in a 55 uh, uh, category uh, where she... Uh, won the three gold medals uh, in um, snatch and uh, clean and check as well as the overall. And the, on the snatch uh, category, I think she also broke the Oceania record for lifting 82 kilograms on Monday. So that is uh, uh, very much, uh, you know, a very big news for us, especially as the flag bearer just the night before and the next, uh, very next day she won gold medal and the prime minister of the country was there to hand over the uh, gold medal and she was very emotional because it was the first time for her to compete in front of her you know families and country people and even her mother as well yeah. and her mother was uh, expressing that she always just saw her on tv and on reading her on paper and things like that so it was very emotional for her to actually witness her daughter winning and competing in front of a home crowd and actually witnessing uh, their daughter in you know winning and, and things like that so that was a very big achievement for us so she contributed actually to 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 the three gold me- gold medals and actually for now we only have five gold me- gold medals so far and three of that came from this uh, super lady this super lady and it's one of those things isn't it I mean that is the perfect ending to a fairy tale all of those things that you've just mentioned but then also it's like well if I won three gold here maybe I can keep going so whatever she does I'm sure it'll be incredible but that's such a beautiful story and great to hear right at the start of the Pacific Games coming out a a beautiful story for all the locals Uh, any other sports news or we're going to cut to who you spoke to this week Uh, so just a um, uh, probably some of the updates I get is that uh, the uh, gold medal so far coming from Solomonans are all from individual sports and not so much on the uh, team sports. So some of the team sports have already, uh, you know, not qualified to go through to the second round or even third round for all the medal competition. So most of the team sports that are participating now have dropped, uh, except for a few uh, team sports that we are hoping to get medals, uh, especially in soccer. And yeah, so I guess... Uh, most of the gold medals or even the medals that we have got so far come from individual sports, which means uh, we should invest more in individual sports rather than team sports. Mm. Looking forward to see some soccer matches on that brand new stadium as well. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, who did you have a chance to catch up with this week? So I had, had a chat with the, uh, one young uh, uh, Solomon Islander who was uh, selected to be part of the Rugby League Nines uh, competition. And as you know, in Solomon Islands, we don't have a competition for rugby league. And this was the first time they put together a, a team of players who all come from rugby union uh, to represent the Solomon Islands. And yeah, they, they, although they did well, but they lost all their games. And this was a very young uh, person, 25 years old, who also 
just graduated last year from the University of Adelaide and is working full time at the National Referral Hospital. Uh, so I interviewed him, and his name is uh, Peter English Iroga. I started by asking how it feels to represent his country at the Pacific Games. Actually, I was a bit scared knowing that we'll be going up against um, some of the bigger, bigger um, names in uh, rugby league. But um, yeah, once you get to know the game, it was fun. Um, really interesting since it's a new game for me as well, coming from a union background. And yeah, I just really loved um, playing it ever since uh, I was introduced to this game. I understand that this was also your first uh, national collab. This was also your first Pacific Games experience. This was also your first time playing in front of a huge crowd in Solomon Islands. So how was it? Oh, it was it was fantastic and uh, overwhelming. Um, at the same time, uh, playing against uh, those big teams and in front of a home crowd, you could just uh, feel the the courage and the support that the yeah, the people have for the team Solomon. Um, yeah, we just uh, really enjoy the game, especially our game against uh, Tonga, which uh, we just lost by a narrow margin of two points. I think the boys did really well. Um, I think they put all the heart and effort into the game and almost we just almost um, uh, win uh, get got a win against Tonga, but. Uh, heads up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll go again on, on our next go um, when we get to the next Pacific Games. But yeah, the experience was just an overwhelming experience. I can see the passion in you guys. It was like the first time also to actually play together in a league against uh, established teams like Fiji and Samoa, but in a Pacific Games, in a in a in a theater where you have huge crowd and huge people supporting you. But I guess. Uh, it was worth it uh, to play against uh, uh, such an established team. And I was just thinking of, about the future of, of these sports in our country, uh, Solomon Islands, especially where rugby union is, uh, is very popular. So I guess uh, I'm just asking about your view about the future of a league in Solomon Islands uh, going forward. Yeah, well, um, almost... Uh... The majority of the team, it's their first time playing league from a union background, like I've mentioned. So there's definitely a potential there for improvement um, for the team. And I think with better experience, so competitions, um, not just playing um, against each other in the country, but outside of the country, that would be a very good um, um, way forward for the for a league in uh, Solomon Islands. And I think we could again, compete at the higher level against Fiji, teams like Fiji and Samoa, and get a good uh, score again. Thank you very much, Peter. Uh, that's all we have for today. Thank you. Thank you. Lots of countries competing in league for the first time during the Pacific Games. Uh, Priestley, how important is it to have people like P- Peter involved in the league teams in the Solomon Islands? I think uh, Peter is a testament of you know young people growing up and become interested in a sport that is not so much uh, popular in the country. And I think uh, in Peter and others that participated or represent Solomon Islands in rugby league at the Pacific Games level, I think we have a bright future in there. And a lot of investment, a lot of support should go into our young people who are really interested in taking up rugby league as a sport in the in the country. And I guess. Also, that popularity will also uh, help to boost, uh, you know, organizers or our local Olympic committee to actually have a federation that is uh, 
Actually, we have a, f- a Stormlands Rugby League Federation at the moment, but it just needs a lot of support to have it, you know, uh, implement uh, uh, competitions in, in, in the country. So I guess uh, going forward, we have a lot of potential in there, especially with young people like Peter who are taking up the sports. Mm, yeah, great to see Peter involved. Thanks for that, Priestley. Uh, Marion, on the ground in Nuku'alofa, what's making sporting headlines in Tonga? As of now, Bobby, um, it's our women's league team. Um, if, you've, if you've noticed, uh, we had the finals last night and I think the girls did so well. They did an amazing job having been undefeated until the finals. So mm. it's making a lot of noise here in Tonga. Great noise, good noise. I'm talking about good noise here in Tonga. And uh, we're so proud of the girls and also the whole team in general. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome to see, isn't it? I think a few people were shocked when they saw uh, Tonga being undefeated because they had competed for the first time, but the support's been huge in Tonga. Um, you, you know, Bobby, Tonga, I, th- I can speak for the whole of the Pacific Island, but Tonga, they always take it to another level when it comes to supporting their team, whether if it's uh, the Matema Tonga, Ikale Tahi, the Tala, and now um, we have this, um, the, the women's league team. You know, we're always very, very proud of, uh, of, of, of the men and women out there representing a little country here in the pacific and and uh it is crazy over here especially i can always feel it when we're coming out um, and seeing it on social media um everybody's just expressing the gratitude uh to the team in general um of the outcome they they, they displayed last night yeah it's fantastic to see uh, and you actually had a chance to catch up with someone from that rugby nines team for tonga Yes, I talked to the team manager, Mrs. Fane Fituafe. She's actually a former candidate to the parliament. She she tried running for the parliament last year and she couldn't get in. Um, but she's always been very active um, around uh, school kids and especially with young women here in Tonga. And I'm very, very happy that finally um, she used up all her energy into putting it into this game, into this sport, um, which is also uh, women's sport. And, and I'm very happy that she's there because, you know, she's very passionate about um, um, young women and women in general and just advocating the capabilities of women, um, you know, in all sports and not only sports, we're talking about in any field, in any industry. She, We all believe and she believes that women can can outshine men in in whatever they do and it did happen um and uh, right before i interview her she was just like um coming out from the hospital after taking one of the one of the players to the hospital nothing major just a minor accident and um and i asked her how the girls are feeling in in the in their matches oh thank you very much uh marion um i thank you for the opportunity to uh to uh, speak with you today. Um, you know, the feeling so far, Marion, everyone is happy. Um, girls are ready to to take on the challenge for the gold medal with the Cook Islands. Um, it's an um, unbelievable journey for these girls. As you know, that there are 10 uh, local girls that played rugby league for the first time this year. Uh, when uh, we started the uh, SPG Games uh, tournament um, and involve uh, 
uh, uh, women teams from uh, local clubs in Tongatapu uh, so they can participate and be able to uh, be selected for this uh, team. So we selected uh, 10 girls, local girls to train and uh, we invited uh, some overseas uh, players. Um, I was sent out to Australia and New Zealand and there were four uh, girls that raised their hand from New Zealand and uh, one from uh, Australia. So that makes a, a team of uh, 15 girls. The train was done um, in six weeks in Tonga. Those girls overseas, they do self-training uh, overseas. And um, yeah, they came to Tonga uh, three days prior to uh, departing on the uh, 16th of, uh, of November to the Solomon Islands. So there wasn't uh, much time for them to to practice but uh you know when when they got together uh there's unity um our experienced players from overseas you know lead the local girls and and they set up the standard high and our uh what i'm very proud of that these 10 local girls are, are able to live up to the commitment and the professionalism of playing rugby league um you know the 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 you know, everyone is just overflow with, with gratitude, with love, and, 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 and we want girls to enjoy the experience, you know? Yes. Um, this is once in a lifetime experience. And, um, of, of course, Marion, we, we didn't know that we would come this far, but we, we made it this far. I'm I've more... never been to a team, <laughs> uh, that, that prayed. Maybe we prayed like, Maybe ten times a day, or more than that. <laughs> yes. But it is the faith of this this local ten girls that that drives us and and um, you know top it up up with the experience of our five overseas players. You know what a a, a wonderful blend um, of this group of of courageous young women. It's interesting, uh, funny, like like you mentioned the combination uh, with the overseas player and also our Tongan local, local girls. With our Tongan local girls, um, how did that combined um, mixture to, um, carried out when they first started training together? Um, of course, when when we started uh, our training together, you already know, Marion, that you know they're like some some hold back from our local girls because they look up to those that come from overseas and you know these girls from overseas they are they're not really used you know to the type of environment of training you know back at their um countries in and overseas they have everything and they are well taken care of but with the limited resources that we have in Tonga we just go with what we have and make make the best of it so I think you know once that connection was made in the first day um, the girls were just get along uh, well and, you know, my responsibility as a, 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 a team manager is is just to make sure that these girls are having a great time, that they are respected. Um, you know, uh, gender equality is, is one of the things that I believe in, and, and be who they are. What's one more thing that you would like uh, to share with us, uh, all the listeners, Tongans and non-Tongans out there in regards to our Tongan girls and our team? So, Marian, uh, we would like to just, you know, acknowledge and, and send our love and appreciation to each and every one of you Tongans out there that reach out to us, uh, those that supported us financially through our sponsorship. And, um, 
you know, uh, the people of the Solomon Islands are very friendly and they cater for every need that our team has. So we're grateful um, and we ask for your prayers in the few hours before the game uh, kickoff uh, that we will, uh, you know, win this for each and every one of the Tongans out there. We offer them a lot to Thank you very much and good luck. All the best to the finals and uh, bring home that medal. Thank you. We will. Ofatu. An inspirational leader there, Fane. They did bring home a medal. It was the silver one, but they still deal. They still did Tonga proud. It was really interesting to hear her, Marion, talking about the team coming together, praying ten times a day, having those Australian-based players coming into the team. It obviously made a big difference. Them bonding and then playing so well on the field together. Um, Bobby and Priestley, I don't know how it works in your country, but here in Tonga, when things like this, uh, especially gathering or this kind of platform, um, in, is in existence, especially with sports, praying is, is a must for us. Uh, before, before the games, during the games, after the games, when you're eating, before you eat, after you eat, when you go to sleep, it's like it's part of our lives. Um, especially when we're like, there's a goal set for you. And then because we believe it, uh, we believe, you know, Tonga is a Christian country. And then we believe that without the strength given by God, we won't have it. Um, and, and also the results. And yes, Bobby, you are right. They came back with a medal. Unfortunately, it's not the medal that I was looking forward to. But yes, we've got a silver medal added to the tally. Absolutely. And no doubt they did Tonga proud. And I think you're right, you know, praying is a big part of communities throughout the Pacific. So it's great to hear that they're all doing that together and then performing well on the field as well. Thanks very much for that, Priestley and Marion, for those local base reports. Uh, there is plenty happening in the Pacific Games. What are some of the stories that have caught your eye, Priestley, in the Pacific Games so far? Thank you, Bobby. So uh, some of the sports that actually caught my eyes uh, were the uh, first couple of days on uh, weightlifting where some of the records were broken. So I got uh, about um, four new records that were broken on the day one and day two as uh, since Monday, Tuesday, and I guess um, Wednesday where weightlifting still continued, but there were actually four records that were broken. First one is the PNG's uh, Morea Bau. Baru, sorry, setting a new record games uh, by lifting 130 kilogram in the men's a 61 category. So that was the first record that was broken, and he actually go, uh, get the gold medal for that category, the uh, 61 kg men's category. And in day two, uh, three other records were broken on that day two, which is which was on Tuesday, starting with the Muscle Islands uh, US based athlete by the name of Madeline uh, Sasa, who set a new bar in the women's 59 kg division, lifting 95 kilograms in the snatch and winning three gold medals for her country as well. Um, this particular lady, by the name of Madeline, actually was born in the United States and also represented her country in the 2015 Pacific Games in PNG in the 58 category and also a gold medalist at the 2017 Pacific mini games and also another Pacific games in 2016 where she won silver as well. Um, 
The other record that was broken on the second day on Tuesday was from a salmon weightlifting, uh, 35-year-old Vaipawa Yuani, who, uh, among uh, the best lifters in the region, was uh, uh, competing in the 67-kilogram division and uh, actually broke a record in that category by lifting 166 kilogram in clean and jack and 120 kilogram in the snatch setting the new re- Oceania record in in that category in that in the in the clean and jack and another someone junior weightlifting champion John Taffy also set a new Pacific Games record in the men's 70 kilogram division lifting 136 kilogram in the snatch and scooping three gold medals for his country as well so those are some of the uh, Pacific updates uh, that I have on weightlifting. Just on the side note, I also uh, want to highlight uh, one of the Pacific Games and Cornwall champion in the Pacific, Dika Towa, who is 39 years old mm. now. And she actually defended her three gold medals from the summer 2019 in the 49 kilogram category. And it was also a family affair because her other sister was competing in the same category as well and actually won the silver and bronze medal as well. Oh. So I guess the short story is, or the summary is, the Pacific Islanders are getting stronger and stronger every year. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think some of this uh, competition are also to qualify for the 2024 Olympic Games as well. So uh, by breaking new records, they are also, I guess, going to represent their country at the or qualify for the Olympic Games in Paris next year. And no doubt playing against your sibling or competing against your sibling, you are not going to push yourself any harder than beating your sibling. So that's great. They've obviously pushed themselves to the brink, picking up gold and silver there. Uh, Thanks for that, Priestley. Marion, now not all sports are included in the Pacific Games. What are Tonga uh, missing out on this year at the Pacific Games? Yes, Bobby. You know, unfortunately, Tonga is missing out the badminton team. Um, ongoing. Um, since since this year, they had a massive uh, competition, nationally, a national competition that was held around June this year. And we had clubs from different parts of Tongatapu coming in and competing in this uh, um, competition with badminton. And we have had uh, potential winners out there. Um, this this is we're talking about different age group and also uh, gender. We have girls, boys from young age all the way up to more older um, age coming in and participating in this competition. But unfortunately, uh, there was no badminton in the specific games. So hopefully in the next one, there'll be a badminton. You know, it could be another gold uh, medal for Tonga if that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I I have no doubt if Tonga were hosting, the badminton would be in the main stadium. You love it that much. That's great. Uh, Look, I am a proud Ikitabas woman. I say it every single episode. So, of course, I am going to talk about the three gold medals that Kitabas picked up yesterday. So, we went from jumping, we jumped nine places. We went from 18th on Tuesday to 9th on Wednesday. Look out what's going to happen today. Could we go top five? I don't know. Let's just be happy. We're in the top 10 for the first time in a long time, which is great. So uh, speaking of weightlifters, everyone is getting stronger, including Ikitabas Ruben Katoatao, who picked up the three gold medals yesterday himself. All went to him. So he is in the men's 81 
kilogram division. He lifted 123 kilos in the snatch, 171 kilos in the clean and jerk with a total lift of 303 kilograms. So three gold medals alongside uh, four of the bronze that we have as well. And some more exciting news. I will be chatting to Ruben live in Honiara for our first show of the Pacific Games on Monday the 27th of November. So we will be broadcasting shows every day next week from Monday the 27th of November through to Friday the 1st of December. We will be speaking live with athletes, journalists, on the ground, spectators, whoever's around. I'm going to grab them. We're going to talk to them about their experiences, maybe even some of the vendors, see how they're going selling their products. But we're going to be on the ground and hopefully you can tune in. As I said, we'll be doing shows every single day from Monday the 27th of November through to Friday the 1st of December uh, on the ground in Honiara, fresh off the field. So I'm very excited to be doing that. Uh, Marianne, there's more going on with Tongatala. We've heard about them recently from some of our other guests and co-hosts. What are your thoughts on them securing a medal this Games? Oh, um, that's the only team that I'm so looking forward to. I've always been a passionate netball fan. I've been following them um, throughout the competition leading up to where they are now. I follow them all the way to South Africa and back. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't go with them to the Solomon Islands, but, you know, I'm there in spirit. Um, The teams... There's a a, a, a a bit of shuffle with the teams playing in this competition. Our famous uh, international stars, uh, Monia Gerard and uh, Catherine, uh, I always like to say Catherine Latu, um, is not in the team. Um, but we have two new players coming in, Emma Mateo and Jaylin Tukikaki. And uh, I'm looking forward for them performing in this competition. I remember interviewing the coach when I was uh, with them in South Africa, asking them about the Pacific Games, and she told me that the Pacific Game is one of her favorite competitions. She's always looking forward to, to to the Pacific Games, and and I really do hope they bring it. They bring it with this year, this time. I'm sure they will. They'll absolutely bring it. Uh, They lost to the Cook Islands by one point in the last Pacific Games, so they will be dying to get that back and get the gold medal there, the Tongatala. Uh, Priestley, what are some of the other highlights from the Pacific Games that have caught your eye? So, so far, uh, New Caledonia is leading the medal tally, and uh, this was, as of Wednesday night, they have a total of 22 gold medals. But uh, one of the... Uh, sports that is, you know, gaining, giving gold medals or moving countries, you know, putting their name on the tally is actually swimming. And as you can see from uh, Wednesday, uh, the gold medals that came from uh, uh, from swimming were dominated by um, New Caledonia. And out of the 15 gold medals that were won on day three, uh, more than half of them, actually seven gold medals was won by one, just one person. And that actually shows you how New Caledonia is actually dominating that sport. So this lady, Lara Grandjean de Ville, who, uh, who had dominated, who, who scooped seven um, gold medals on day three, actually represented France as well in, in some Olympics, in three Olympic Games. And is also qualified to represent uh, New Caledonia. And she's been there for the past, uh, probably say, three Pacific Games. She's been representing New Caledonia as well. And the other interesting fact on swimming was that Fiji actually won their first gold medal just in swimming. 
and that was uh, their first gold medal that was won by a very young person by the name of Hansel Maggig, who won gold in the 50-meter freestyle. And two other interesting news as well is that Federal States of Micronesia have so far won two gold medals. Both of them came from the same person in the swimming. And this person was uh, uh, Tasi Liam Tiako, who won gold medals in the men's 200-meter breaststroke and men's 50-meter breaststroke. And another fun fact also, also is from Northern Marianas. Northern Mariana Islands have two goals so far. And one of these gold medals came from a 17-year-old high school student by the name of Asaya Alexenko, who won his country's second gold medal so far when he finished first in the men's 200-meter butterfly. There, the gold medal actually came from weightlifting. Yeah. So, therefore, the swimming will continue uh, today. And as we speak, I guess there are some medals already being won by especially New Caledonia, who is dominating the medal tally, and they are out to defend their title, where they won 76 gold medals at the last Pacific Games in Samoa. Wow, 76. What was it the Solomon Islands were aiming to get? Was it 50? Uh, it was 40, but 40 uh, gold I'm medals. Not, that, that, that is too unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they're doing well anyway, and hopefully they'll get a few more, especially being the home team there. So uh, great reports from across the Pacific. Thank you very much for some of that, Marion, and also Priestley. Fresh off the field. The Sporting Pulse of the Pacific. ABC Radio Australia. Rutha Omenefa has represented Papua New Guinea in Rugby Union. She's facilitated programs using rugby as a tool to bring communities together from all walks of life. I asked Programs Manager for the PNG Olympic Committee how she was first introduced to rugby. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I was born into the sport of rugby league, I believe. So my, my mom played rugby league in the late 70s. And um, most of my childhood was um, girl going to the rugby field to watch my dad play, um, but not up until I was uh, four years old, I think. So I uh, remember my mom telling me a story when I was a baby, maybe between one and two years old, that uh, they, we went to watch one of the, I think it was the grand final, and a fight broke out at the game, and the police were shooting tear gas everywhere. So my mom ran with me and um, passed me on to my uncle. And so she passed me through a hole in a fence. That's what she said. So my uncle caught me from the other side. And I believe the hole was big enough to look like an adult. (laughs) So, yeah, my uncle caught me on the other side and ran home with me. So um, I think my dad. Stopped playing rugby after that, and oh. yeah. But um, in my primary school age, yeah, I remember my dad um, used to take me to the Denilay Oval in my hometown in Goroka, Eastern Highlands Province, where I would watch our um, local rugby league um, intercity team, the Goroka Lahanis, play. And yeah, until. When I was 19, I started playing rugby league. That was in 2002. Yeah, it was in Goroka. <sighs> wow, yeah. it started pretty yeah. intense yeah. from a young age there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I think I'm immune to tear gas already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Now, you've been involved in many community programs connecting youth with health services to working with female inmates. Why is it so important for you to connect with these communities? Okay, so um, firstly, um, growing up, um, so I grew up from a, I grew up from a very in a very uh, Christian home. So uh, my parents were Seventh Day Adventists, and we have uh, programs. Uh, we have to my parents go out to reach out to communities, especially my mom. So you know, growing up, I followed them to visit people at the hospital or people who are in disaster, we give support, so yeah, things like that. So it kind of, I'm kind of um, used to doing community work, so mm-hmm. it's been in me, using rugby league or using sport to reach out to these communities has really helped a lot, and I feel it's very important because people, sports is when people come to socialize, they mm-hmm. relax themselves, and they're losing up, there's no um, differences so when we use sports to uh, reach out to them, we go with our key partners and they, they are the ones who give the messages that need to all, we get, we um, pass the message from them onto the communities and they feel relaxed. They come out as, oh yes, now we know where to go. Mm. Also with my current job, PNG Olympic community, um, we uh, do that with the, Kicks for Kokoda program. So, um, yeah, so yeah, it's very important to use sports as a tool to drive messages, such important messages and health and um, domestic violence to communities in Papua New Guinea, especially to the rural areas. Rutha, thank you so much for your time and congratulations on all the work that you're doing within your communities through rugby. Thank you, Bonnie, and thank you for making time and making this um, interview happen. So that was Rutha Omenefa. Rutha will actually be travelling with the Team PNG Hero Athletes to Kokoda next week uh, to celebrate World AIDS Day on the 1st of December and also International Day of People with a Disability on the 3rd of December. All right, well, you have been listening to my co-hosts and I for a while, so it's time to get to know them a little bit more. It's time for our next segment. Yaman Stapwe. Yaman Stapwe is talk pissing for Pick the Lie. Each co-host will tell us three things about themselves. Two will be true and one will be a lie. The other two co-hosts will try and Giaman Stubware. Uh, Priestley, you're very good at this game. You've got me a couple of times. Let's see how we go here. Three things. Marion and I will try and pick the lie. Giaman Stubware. Off you go, Priestley. Thank you, Bobby. So my three uh, things are first. I have been to New Zealand only once. Mm-hmm. Second, I have met Anne, Princess Royal, the sister of King Charles of England in person. It's, it's, you met who? Anne, Princess? Princess Ro- Royal, Prince Royal Anne. Ah, okay. In person. Right. And the last one is, I have also met and shook hands with Prince Charles before he became the King of England. These are good. I mean, well, you've met at least one person of royalty. Um, all right, Marion, what do you think the lie is? So he has travelled to New Zealand once. He has met Prince Charles before he was King Charles and shook his hand. Or he's met Anne, the Princess Royal Anne. Sorry, I've thrown that order around, but you just tell me what you think the lie is. 
Well, because he said he met two uh, royals, mm. I think that's the truth. Because, you know, if he met Prince Charles, he would eventually meet Princess Anne. So I think the lie is the first one going to New Zealand only once. Well, Did I get that right? You know what? I'm going to go with you. I think that reasoning is perfect, and I'm just going to stick with what's good. Let's see if we're right, Marion. Priestley, Giaman Stapwe. So I won against you too because I have never met and shook hands with Prince Charles. You I, have not? Not. So I've actually met Princess Anne, <sighs> and I've actually been to New Zealand once. Oh, uh, Marion, yes. I blame you. Oh, my God. I, I followed you. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Well, you had the opportunity to like, you know, think it. <laughs> you would you should have known because oh, mm, yeah, no, you're right. Anyway. I had the opportunity to think for myself and I didn't. Uh Marion, your turn. You tell us three things about yourself and see if Priestley and I can guess it. Priestley's going to guess first and then I'm going to ha- make up my own mind. All right, Marion, what are your three things? Okay. One, I've been married for over 20 years. Two, I went to jail voluntarily. And three, I still play netball. <laughs> okay. All right. I love these. You're not, you're not the first co-host to mention jail, which I, I'm starting to wonder about these co-hosts, but that's okay. Uh, and was it the last one you still play netball? But the difference is I went to jail voluntarily. Okay. You know, and I've been married for over 20 years and I'm still playing netball. Which uh, one is it? All right. I like this. Good confidence here. Uh, Priestley, so what, what is the lie? She's been married for 20 years. She went to jail voluntarily and she still plays netball. That's quite a difficult one, uh, Marianne, but I'll try and guess. I think uh, the lie is that you were still playing netball, which I don't think you, are, you do. Okay, uh, and I will say the lie is you have been married for 20 years. Maybe you've been married for 15. Maybe you're not even married. Anyway, I choose the lie as you've been married for 20 years. What is the lie, Marion? Well, Presley won. The lie is I still play netball. <sighs> I don't play netball anymore. <laughs> so that begs the game. And I've been married for over 20 years. It's mm-hmm. 21 years this year. And I did go to jail voluntarily. Why did you voluntarily go to jail, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> yes, um, I took a friend out uh, to one of the clubs here in Tonga. I stepped out to the bathroom and came back and, like, everybody was on her. I think she did something wrong and the cops came to take her. And I asked the cop if I can go to jail with her because I didn't want her to be in jail by herself. Oh. And then the cops and the cops said, OK, come in. So I went with her. <laughs> And we spent the night in jail. Oh, wow. Like, I was just there for her. Yeah, I didn't want her to go to jail by herself. Marion, you are the best friend in the whole world. That's amazing. Well done. I love that story. I guess you can do that in the Pacific, but not in other countries. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Surprisingly, because I actually literally begged them if I can come with her. <laughs> oh, that is very funny. And I think you're right, Tracy. I don't know that that would happen here in Australia. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I would voluntarily. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, very good story. Thank you, Marianne. All right, my three. So I was, I'm thinking Pacific Games here, and we're talking about athletics. So I was the primary school champion in the following athletics events. So when I was in grade six, the top of primary school, I won all of these events. Shot put. 1500 meters and 100 meter sprint. 
what is the lie? Priestley, shot put, 1,500 metres or 100 metre sprint? The lie is uh, the 100 metre sprint. The 100 metre sprint. Oh, you don't think I can run fast? Okay. We'll see. I'll chase you out of here in a minute. Um, all right, Marion, what do you think the lie is? Uh, you sound, I mean, just by thinking, <laughs> listening to you, you talking, you sound like a very lightweight, so I'm going with the shot put. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That is fantastic. Uh, you're both wrong. The 1,500 metres. So I, Marion, you can't see me, but I very much have a shot putter build. Um, and the 100 <laughs> metres sprint, I tell you, I might have been short and a little bit stocky, but I was fast. That's primary school, oh. so this is a very long time ago. I'm talking 30 years ago. Uh, but that was great. That was a little bit of fun, wasn't it? Uh, and that does bring us to the end of the show for this week. A big thank you to my co-host, Priestley Habru, one of the founding editors from the Island Sun newspaper in the Solomon Islands. Thank you, Priestley. Thank you, Bobby, and I wish you all the best uh, going to the Solomons uh, because you're already popular in, in Honiara, where your photo is all already on the <laughs> billboard in Honiara. So all the best to you. <laughs> yes, I have seen that. I'm on a billboard. How exciting. Uh, and Marianne Kupo, reporter for the ABC based in Tonga. Marianne, thank you for joining us for the first time as a co-host. Thank you very much, Bobby, and I'm so looking forward for a second time, yeah? Oh, Maybe absolutely. <laughs> this is fun. Love this to have fun. you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for listening to Fresh Off the Field, the sporting pulse of the Pacific on ABC Radio Australia. Next week, I will be hosting Fresh Off the Field live from the Pacific Games in Honiara. So that's from Monday, the 27th of November through to Friday, the 1st of December. Fresh Off the Field will be broadcasting every day live from 4 p.m to 5.30pm PNG time. There will be guest co-hosts, live athlete interviews, as well as some live crosses to sporting events as they happen on the ground in Honiara. So don't forget to tune in next week for all of your Pacific Games news right here on ABC Radio Australia. This episode was produced on the lands of the Ghana people.